saying men should be dangerous. By dangerous, that implies I should be ready to threaten someone, to hurt someone. No, you should be capable of it. There's nothing to you anymore. Welcome to the Dangerous Man Podcast, where we talk about how to become a better man, take responsibility for our mission, create value for others, and the many failures and lessons we've learned along the way. Stay dangerous. Everyone's talking about feeling important, right? We all know that if you have an ego that you're a dick, but what almost no one understands about feeling important is the concept of ego. It's not trying to win the argument that helps you feel accepted, approved, or appreciated. It's treating others with importance. And that can happen even if you are also trying to get something that you want, as long as you're also treating people the way they desire. I'm John Castoris, your host, joined by co-host Adam Tuft. What's up, guys? And you are listening to the Dangerous Man podcast. Welcome back for another season of goodness. And by season, I mean single episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was season kinda, two, baby. I, I was mean. trying to like wing a little jingle there, and it just didn't quite work. So, you know, I'm just going to move on by saying, Adam, that's a cool book in your hand. Yes. Wink, um, wink. <laughs> See, if I'm too funny, Adam just starts coughing. Yeah. So it's kind of fun. <laughs> he yeah, starts laughing. Se- seasonal allergies, man. I tell you. Like, I feel like I didn't have seasonal allergies until this year. But at the same time, I think about it and I'm like, no, I think I just thought I got a cold around this time every year or something. Yeah. And and now I'm like, oh, you know what? It's probably allergies. <laughs> yeah, we're um, going to we're gonna have to get you some like, uh, like oh, apparently drinking kombucha very, very consistently. Um, has completely gotten rid of all my dad and my, yeah, especially my dad. He had really bad seasonal allergies for like 40 plus years. I guess I got to drink, drink more kombucha, kombucha every day now. and then they all, literally all went away. <laughs> okay. So that's a thing. Um, I feel like I've been drinking a lot of kombucha, but. Yeah. But uh, hey, if you're not consistent, you're not great. Am I right? Yeah, I suppose. D- not to steer us in that direction, but. Did I drink kombucha yesterday? I have to think about this. I think I thought I did. Yeah, I think so. I drink like a half a bottle a day. Anyway, speaking of yesterday, I uh, was handed a book by John that's called The Art of Dealing with People by Les Giblin. Pretty sure that's how you pronounce it. Oh, yeah. Um, pretty sure his real name is Leslie, and that's why he goes by Les, because Les, I feel like... Is more, right? <laughs> well, yes, but also, uh, it's Les is like one S. Um but also, Leslie is like one of those names where it's like, it could be a guy, it could be a girl. So I think just going by less, people are like, probably a guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so probably probably sli- a safe bet. Slightly more masculine. Um, but anyway, uh, John handed me this book, and yesterday I actually read the entirety of the book. Come on. I just like took, you know, hours and hours and just drudged through the whole 39 pages of the book. <laughs> um, what a commitment. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, granted, like, I'm not, like, I'm no, not, like, the good. fastest reader. <laughs> so it did take me a while. Um, I just need to get better at skimming books in general. But um, it's a very, 
very interesting book from our perspective of looking at how to deal with people. Uh, He kind of starts the book by talking about ego and kind of like what you were saying in the intro of the podcast, John, is what a lot of people think about ego is ego is bad. And And if someone has ego, then they're kind of a dick and like, no one likes them because they're like rude to everybody and they're always trying to like one up people and like put people down to make themselves like better. But, right. Uh, Les or Giblin, I think whatever. Let's call him Gibbs. <laughs> call, call him Gibbs. <laughs> um, Sounds like a pirate name, you know? Yeah. Any, anyways. Gibbs. <laughs> yeah. Your first mate, Gibbs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody move. <laughs> um, he goes into actually those people that people will say like, oh, he's got a big ego. Those are people that actually have low self-esteem and they're trying to bring it up. They have like a small ego. Um, and he says that everyone has an ego and their ego is like their their desire to have to be important. And that's kind mm-hmm. of where we get like, oh, do you have like good self-esteem? But like good self-esteem is like, I want to say good self-esteem is more, oh, that's a thing that that's a, like a way I behave. Whereas ego is like better descriptive of, of how someone is. Hmm. Um, and there's a lot of negative connotation with ego. Um, right. But he basically says like, Hey, everyone basically has a desire. Everyone puts themselves first really to try to like become good. Cause everyone wants to be important. Um, and everyone has a lot of self importance. Mm. So basically he goes into saying, we're all egotists, really. Um, we are all more interested in ourselves than anything else. And every every person you meet wants to feel important and wants to amount to something. Um, and there's a, a craving in everyone for the approval of others so that he can improve, approve of himself. Yeah. It's kind of like the, oh, I want to know that I'm good. And that I'm, like, important. But, like, within myself, it's really hard for me to know that. So I have to, like, get that from other people. Um, But everyone wants to get that from other people. Um, And that's kind of, like, what the ego is and where it sees itself as far as relation to other people of, oh, how important am I? How And a lot of the time, people will, like, in order to, like, boost their ego they want to like talk more about themselves and like one-up people um like if you're talking to somebody and they say like oh i have you know 50 acres of land in north dakota some people someone's like natural instinct like oh well i have 500 acres in texas um but like (laughs) one up each other because you got like one up each other right but that's actually like 
not a good way to deal with people because that just makes everybody kind of your enemy and be like, man, that guy's a dick. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So what really what you should do is try to kind of build their ego, make them feel important while also getting what you want. Um, What is it? What does it mean to build somebody's ego? How it how does how does he kind of break yeah? So that he down? he makes them people people feel important. He actually uh, actually goes into a story about it. Um, so basically, he um went to a hotel for a uh, convention, like a business convention. This is Gibbs, right? Yeah, Gibbs. Less uh, less Gibbs <laughs> uh, went to a convention. And um, trying to, like, get through a, like, crowded hotel. And there was no more, like, rooms left. And he was, like, talking to the front desk guy. And the front desk guy was like, well, Les, he apologized. You should have let us know you were coming. I can't do anything for you under the circumstances. And then Les replied by saying, looks like we have a problem. But I... Know that if there's anyone in town who can find a solution, it's you. If you can't find me a room, I may as well give up and sleep in the park. And then the front desk guy says, I don't know, but stick around for 30 minutes and I'll see if I can come up with something. Can I see what he did there? He's like, hey, I know if I was talking to anybody else, they wouldn't be able to do it. But you... Because I'm talking to you. I know you can figure something out. So it's like, Dang. hey, you're important and you're really good at your job. And I, I bet, and I know you can do it. And then what ended it's, up it's, happening is. Uh, it's almost like, too, he's not, instead of talking about his own, like, oh, well, you know, his own fears are like, yeah. well, this, that, this is what I need or Like, what? oh, come on. Like, I, you know me. I'm less Giblin. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, just made you don't it about, have a room? He made it about the yeah. other person. Like, around the other person. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they actually. Basically, the guy ended up finding, like, a informal, like, living room or a small living room that's used for, like, informal conferences um, that could easily be turned into a bedroom. So they just, like, moved in a spare bed. Wow. Um, basically, he got the room and he gave the guy, he, he got the room what he wanted, but he also gave the, like, the clerk the feeling of importance because he gave him a sense of accomplishment and enhanced his ego by like proving to both of them that if anyone can do it, I can. I mean the clerk. Yeah. Wow. So it's so, like, ah, uh, it's okay if I go on a, yeah. Yeah. So, it, you know, it makes me think of, uh, I think Alex Hermosi was talking, he's an entrepreneur and um, uh, author and he goes into uh, anyways, getting to the point here, he mentions that when it comes to like persuasion and some of the books he's read on persuasion, basically like if you anchor somebody to, and this might sound potentially manipulative or mm-hmm. unethical, but stick with yeah. me here because it's more of just the psychology of of the ego mm-hmm. and like how to, you know. Yeah. But anyways, he's like, if you basically uh, say a phrase that's related to identity so, you know, it's kind of like if I were to say, hey, Adam, I, I, you know, or let's use the example of the book. He says, like, 
um, you know, if it was anybody else, you yeah. know, or what it was he say? Can you read that part? He says, it looks like we have a problem, but I know that if there's anyone in town who can find a solution, it's you. Yeah. And so to that statement, he's anchoring this guy's identity to somebody who's a problem solver, can find solutions. Mm-hmm. And that's who he is. Yeah. And so he's either going to do one of two things. He's going to say, one, he's going to go, uh, no, no, I'm not. But then it's like, or later in the conversation. Then he's like putting down his own ego, basically. But also, yeah, well, yeah, and ego is a word, but even something that's easier to understand, we could t- we could say ego, but to break that down further would be like, is who he is, yeah. who he views himself as. Yeah. So if he wants to break line and not be that type of person of character or ability, that he can go and find room, like he can do those things. Yeah. Like, then he's gonna, you know what I mean? If he says no, yeah. he's he's like, he probably more than likely most people want want. To uh, you know, he's bringing an uh, what's it called an observation about this guy Gibbs is. He's observing some qualities about him, and he's able to call those good qualities out. And then the guy, the clerk, is going to want to do everything he can to stay in line with that perception. Yeah. Because if he's not, then he is essentially going against who he is as a person. Yeah. Going against his character and his you know ability, mm-hmm. and so it. You know, so it, it's almost, in a dry way, it's almost kind of a status thing. Yeah. But, you know, but, that might not mean anything to... But uh, Les, or Gibbs, um, as we're calling him on, on this yeah. episode, um, he's, like, basically saying, hey, this is part of your character that's really cool, and because you have that character trait, I yeah. know you can do this. Exactly. So he turns it into a... Which it is. A very, and this is where it becomes very ethical. It's like that is a super positive thing about this guy, and you know, if he were to approach it from like, uh, like I like I mentioned earlier, if he was like whining or talking about what what Gibbs wanted, what he needed out of it, yeah, the guy might not care about the other person. I mean, most people yeah. don't. As, as good hard as we're trying to become, I think I, often we don't naturally just like care about what other people's needs are um, as much. It's kind of like uh, we're a lot of people think about themselves first and what they want first, and yeah. and uh, you know obviously we can we want to do our best like be other focused and to serve others, but I think naturally there is a big disposition of you know what I'm saying is uh, naturally a lot of people tend to think of themselves and what their wants are, and so when less is appealing to that first, all of a sudden it makes the it you know you can get you're probably gonna get more into this Adam, but it it takes that clerk and it puts his guard down. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely is like, oh, and notice that that uh, Les also says, looks like we have a problem. Dang. It's like, well, it looks like you have a problem. That's like very accusative or yeah. like charged language. Yeah. Charged, you know, kind of like uh, uh-huh. I'm trying to say all this passive aggressive stuff. Yeah. By being like your problem, like deal but, with it. Like we said, very we have a problem. It's triggering. like they're in it together. Yeah. So it kind of puts them on the same team. Totally. So it's like, hey, Ugh. we're on the same team. We're gonna, we're gonna beat this. We're gonna like, we're gonna whoop some ass. Yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna <laughs> do some, some cool ass. <laughs> take some names. Yeah. Dude, yeah. So take names. Um. That's what it does. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. You but know. kind of what he's going into. Just kind of, yeah. Because a lot of people think like, oh, if you're egotistical, you're like, kind of a dick. Um, the 
he also uses another example of kind of the person that's already like solid in, in their self-esteem. Usually the, the guys that are like up higher and usually have authority over a good amount of people um, aren't really going to be offended very easily because, and they're going to be really lo- well to get along with because they already like know that they're important. So someone can like basically almost like insult them or like whatnot. And they're not going to really take offense to it because they already have that like self-importance within them. And they already like know that. Um, Les tells actually a story about it by um, basically um, story told is of a private in World War One, like and they're like in the trenches and what whatnot. So you have like private in the trenches, and they're like they're, there's obviously like a lot of like, on the war front. On the war front, there's like grenades around. There's stuff that blows up. Um, so obviously he's like put that damn match out um, to a person who's smoking, but only to find out that the person that he's talking to was general, they call him black, <laughs> blackjack, uh, perishing. Um, and then he's like trying to stammer an apology and general, uh, perishing patted him on the back and said, just be glad that I'm not a second Lieutenant <laughs> because a second Lieutenant <laughs> is a Sergeant talking to a general. This is a private, a talking private to, talking to yeah, a general. A private talking to a general. So he's like, uh, uh. <laughs> um, but the general saying, like, just be glad I'm not a second lieutenant, because second lieutenants are still like they're they're like the lowest officer. Yeah. So they're trying to like still like climb up the ring and be like kind of a power trip. Yeah, they have a little bit more of a power trip and are like, Oh, I need to be like go up more. So they're not already like established in themselves of yeah they don't already know their own self-importance so it has to be like affirmed in themselves by other other people or Mm. they need to affirm it in themselves by like bossing people around whereas the general already knows he's really important so instead of being like how dare you ask me to put my uh match out or whatnot he's like they're there. It didn't. He didn't really bother him. He's like, yeah, I, he's like, I'm not too worried about. Yeah, it. Yeah, he can just make a joke about it. He's not offended. Yeah, yeah. He's like more secure with himself, yeah. more at ease with himself. It's not like, don't you know who I am? He's not like that. It's like, <laughs> like it gives him a little pat on the back. <laughs> just be glad. Just I'm be not glad I'm not a second lieutenant. lieutenant. That's so funny, man. Yeah. It's kind of yeah, man. It is interesting though. Like if if you were to rephrase that. You know, put that damn match. I mean, I get it. Like, if there's grenades around, it's like if it's more dangerous, you're like, like a situation of uh-huh. you know, you're like because oh. the private is just realizing, oh, that's that might, you know, that match might light something on fire and then blow something up. That makes so the private really uncomfortable. That makes the private uncomfortable, but also the private's probably being like, I'm also looking out for the other guys that are around here. Oh yeah. So I don't want this person to be stupid, but the general's like, hey, I just. I'm smoking a cigarette or something. Um, And then, so it's basically kind of like, it's like when you ask for like something to, where am I going with this? 
Um, when you ask for something from somebody. Right. Because. Like a cookie. Real, what? Like a cookie. Like a cookie. Because you're hungry. Or if you're asking for a cookie for somebody else. Ooh. Because, like, really the private in the story is trying to look out for other people. But it, but he's just really being like, oh, like, I'm trying to do this. Like, say if you're trying to, like, take cookies from the cookie jar, but you're trying, you're also taking cookies for your siblings. Right. You're like, I'm, I'm trying to help my siblings out. Like the older sibling. Who's yeah. Like, the older sibling's like, to... I'll get you a cookie. Don't, don't you worry. Because <laughs> um, they're Watch trying to. and learn. Yeah. Um, and then they, like, get caught. But at the same time, it's like they're kind of looking out for their uh, other siblings, which is, like, good. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's pretty pretty crazy stuff when it's trying to, you know, those people that are already trustworthy within themselves. Um they don't need like as much like affirmation and whatnot or they don't need people to tell them that they're important because they already know it. But most people aren't like that. Most people are like, have some insecurities or they're like, uh, am I important? I don't know. So. Sure. Yeah. I guess what was your, yeah. what was your main takeaway or your intuition and from reading this? And like, I guess what, what are you looking to implement for kind of going into the future and how you approach ego or, or yeah, uh, rela- relationships or. Like when it comes to something that he also was talking about is like yeah you giving compliments to people helps a lot um the he has the he has a couple of different concepts in the book he has the rule of the uh three a's or triple a formula which is acceptance approval and appreciate appreciation Acceptance, approval, appreciation. Hmm. So it's to kind of like build people. Like essentially wanting to, like that's a formula to remember. Yeah. To like how you should approach people, kind of. Yeah. It's like you need to accept people, approve of people, and appreciate people. And appreciate people is like, thank you for doing the thing that you do. But it's important to be like genuine and not gimmicky because if it's like scripted people are gonna like yeah they're gonna know right because i mean like what's what's our purpose here like uh the point to all this is like if we're gonna become more charismatic men leaders better communicators more inspiring and motivating communicators mm-hmm. yeah there's an element of like being able to like what things we've talked about so far in the podcast of like you know storytelling you know getting into asking questions there's an element of like persuasion focusing on what others need uh what what helps connects motivates them right and if you are um yeah i guess if you're just like i think that's what a lot of the importance is here you know we're gonna we're gonna be around people our whole lives right and and i like that the book is called the art of dealing with people and there's a, in essence, it's like, how can I influence people mm-hmm. and uh, and better leave a mark? And so it's like, yeah. I think that is a super like uh, yeah. an easy takeaway is like, hey, here's a little formula that you can implement. Yeah. And Les Giblin goes what's, into. What's your thoughts with that? 
in the 39 pages goes into like how you actually how can, to if you will yeah it's it's a lot of like how to's on um being able to appreciate like accept and um approve of other people while still kind of getting what you want mhm um but it's kind of almost natural that because you're kind of them making them feel important you're Get it, giving them kind of what they want by that anyway, and kind of to quote Zig Ziglar, if you give enough people what they want, you'll get what you want. Yeah. Um. So, and he goes into a lot of practicals about it in it, which we won't go all over. If you want to know those practicals, you can read the book. Um, it's only, uh, I'm not here to read a 39-page book to you. <laughs> yeah. But there he, is one thing I might add. Um, yeah. In the beginning, I think there was – I think this is something interesting that I um, want to want – to, uh, you know, my, my experience with the book was the beginning. He shares essentially that ego – you might want to flip there too if you have a, if you have a mm-hmm. quote there, Adam. But our ego, often people think that, like you said, it's a bad thing. Yeah. And if you have ego that you're just selfish and you're, you're ornery and you're irritable, right? Yeah. And uh, you're cocky, things mm-hmm. like that. But what, but what I want the audience to understand here, our listeners, right, and what I've been re- starting to understand is that he defines ego um, as – maybe you can find what, it, what he defines it as. But he defines ego in, in the fact that uh, it's, not, uh, it's not all these bad things, but it's actually uh, – there's a lot of good things to our ego too. And actually a lot of those bad qualities like irritable, you know – be you know hard to deal with, uh, you know cocky. A lot of that comes out when you are not receiving. What were those three A's? Was it acceptance? Acceptance, approval, and appreciation. Yeah, if you're not accept, you know, if you're not experiencing acceptance, approval, and appreciation, if you don't feel, let's put it this way, if if you don't feel accepted in my life, the times when I haven't felt accepted or approved, like when I, you know my story that I went into the other day when I was in high school, right? Mm-hmm. And I would hang out with people all the time. Yeah. If I wasn't getting a sense of that from other people, um, then like I, that's one reason I think I was so hungry to go and hang out with people in high school every freaking day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I would, you know, I remember being on my phone and like getting three different invitations to different people's houses and bonfires and events. And I remember just being like, oh, which one, which one, who's going to be there? Like I needed to know. That there was going to be cool people there, or people that I mm-hmm. that I that I would be able to gain some approval, appreciation from, acceptance mm-hmm. from. Uh, and he actually says, like, if our egos aren't fed, it's like our stomach. And this is the yeah. analogy that I think is going to be something to take away that I've t- I think about this every day. My ego is like, uh, it's like a stomach, and if you don't, it's not getting fed good things um, or what it needs. You know, you need food, and if you yeah. are. If you don't get food, you are hungry, and that's a need that's being unmet. And therefore, the result of not eating food and being hungry is you get hangry, you get irritable, you get, you know, fill in the blank. Yeah. And it's the same with ego. You actually need these things. And so when I'm dealing with somebody else, I've, I've realized in my life that, like, if I'm just focusing on what I want and I'm kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't realize there's a, there's been times in my life where I haven't realized there's a person in front of me who has their own needs yeah. on a human level, yeah. on a, you know, on a spiritual level. Uh, like, you know, it's kind of like a, 
you know, if a monkey doesn't get his banana, he's going to be livid. Yeah. He's going to go and cause wreak chaos upon his environment mm-hmm. and rip your hair out and you know what I mean? Like, yeah. but if he's with his banana, he's happy as can be. And he's like a little pet on your shoulder. Right. Yeah. And so I think every single person that you look at that I've looked at in my life, I've started to realize it's like that. And it's not, those aren't bad things. Those are really good things. And so it's like, I think when you find, I've, I've just found people that are really, really big leaders mm-hmm. and they're, they're inspirational and they're, and they're strong and they're, and they're just so good with people. They're so down to earth and they just, they yeah. almost like they don't even think about themselves. They're just, I've noticed in my life that they'll just be like looking at me and talking to me, engaging yeah. me and like, so and I can just tell yeah. that they are secure Yeah, absolutely. and that their, their ego, they're taking care mm-hmm. of their ego. They're more like the they're general. Not, they're not like, yeah, they're not like abusing their ego or mm-hmm. letting it go on, you know, they're finding ways for their ego to get fed in a healthy way Yeah, so that they can go and do that for others too. Yeah. Like I know for me, if I'm that really walk- inspires me, yeah. If I'm walking into like a social situation and I like my ego isn't, hasn't been like kind of fed in a way like you, you get, you can get your, your ego can get hungry. Um, yeah. If you don't have acceptance, approval and, um, appreciation, the, yeah, take us home. Like I'm, I'm more likely to just like try to talk about myself and what I'm doing and, and, and things a lot because I'm like, Oh, look at me. I'm important. I do yeah. things, you know, haha. I can make funnies and <laughs> everybody yeah. look at me. Yeah. Where's attention l- grabbing, attention grabbing. But also a lot of people will be like, if you're trying to like talk over everyone and, and kind of dominate the conversation, that that's kind of like makes other people not feel very approved. So it's actually better to listen yeah, and then be able to like actually like ask questions and be like, Oh, like go into that more and, and uh, Les goes into kind of a lot of details on like how to do that in the book. And uh, so if you want to know all those details, definitely highly recommend reading the book. Um, again, you can read it in like a day because it's only 39 pages. But um, he goes into some of those details of how to like basically listen and like try to uh, like appreciate, approve, and like affirm and like um accept other people like first and they're going to be more accepting and approving and appreciating of you so is that kind of the the practical takeaway is is hey give people what they want and you get what you want yeah so focus on them and how you can help like help put acceptance in yeah and uh and i kind of want to say like kind of help their ego but don't be like, I'm going to like stroke their ego. I'm going to flatter them. It's like you need it to be right. genuine. And yeah. think about more of like raising their self-esteem to the point where like it should be and be like, mm. like, because the thing is, if you, if you like say you appreciate them for something that they don't actually do, they're going to know that. And then you're going to be like, wow, that's, you're just trying to flatter me. This is, this is stupid. Yeah. It's just going to. What's it called? It's just gonna bounce back. Yeah, it's gonna. So, definitely want to be genuine because if 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 it's not genuine, backfires the word I was yeah. looking at. Let's just basically comes into you and like most situations, you can find something that's nice about somebody. Even if it if someone's trying to bite your head off, you might be able to tell that they have nice teeth. 
<laughs> it's it's not optimism, guys. It's yeah. it's genuine. I know there's a good part to them, and I want to be considered and caring, and not just like offended by them and then triggered, and then like that's just a bunch of boys that are just like have no maturity or no stability. And so, we, yeah. you know, this is a. I think this is empower. This is powerful, guys, to incorporate. This is this is how strong and men interact with each other with maturity, right? It's not trying to win an argument, uh, you know, that helps you even personally feel approved uh, and appreciated and accepted. It's it's really your ability to treat others with importance and to really bring out the best in them. Uh, not only does that show incredible maturity uh, in an incredibly charismatic way, but people are drawn to that like a magnet and uh, they'll want to be around you more. And through that, you'll, you'll be able to experience, uh, you know, people treating you the way that you desire um, and helping you to be able to do the same for them. And imagine a tribe of, of men that are doing this, guys, and, and a tribe united by hunger for greatness. And so, you know, share this podcast with a friend uh, so you can help other men embrace danger and become great. You've been listening to the Dangerous Man podcast and uh, join us next time. But until then, claim your greatness and stay dangerous. Dangerous.